Are we recording? And a one, two, three, four. My baby don't mess around because <laughs> she loves the song. And this I know for sure. That's my favorite song. Wow. Do you want me to do my little <laughs> my little skit that I wrote that is a oh, yeah, rip off yeah. the monkey movie? Yeah. Okay. Wait, Seb, are you ready? You ready for this? I'm uh, not gonna do it with as much vigor as they did it in the film. Oh, you gotta do it with vigor. Okay. I, I can let Seb let Seb finish. Do you want me to go as zero? No, no, just, just Okay. Wait, wait, let me roll down my You guys ready? Pants. You guys ready for this? Let me no, I have to roll down my Let's pants. Hope. My notes are really confusing, <laughs> like as I wrote this, so I might stumble a little bit. You ready? You good? You comfy? Yeah, yeah. Now Fade I'm ready. in. Okay. My pants have been rolled down. And in three, <laughs> two, one. Hey, hey, we're not the monkeys, but we still aim to please. With friendly conversations about films on our TVs, you think this movie's wacky? On that we might agree. We'll make a choice and all rejoice, and then we'll trade CDs. Hey, hey, we are. Is it whack a podcast by Insomniac? <laughs> We've said it all before. Sponsors, please, to pay our fees, and then we'll give you more. We want sponsors, please, to pay our fees, mm-hmm. and then we'll give you more. And that is my interest good. That was excellent. I think it would be better if it ended with uh, footage of the Vietnam War. (laughs) (laughs) Graphic footage of real people dying. Yeah, I probably should have given a warning when I shared that film, (laughs) but I forgot about that part, even though it is like the most reoccurring moment in that (laughs) film. (laughs) All right, and then I guess the music will start there, our intro music, and then here we go. Welcome to another episode of Is It Whack? Is it whack? Is it? <laughs> is it? We're still figuring out the theme song. <laughs> Bear with us. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about movies and debate whether or not they are whack. We talk about whack as a spectrum. That doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. That can mean a lot of things. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about head. Nara is with us. Seb is with us hannah had to leave <laughs> maybe, not with us on maybe this hannah can do a call in <laughs> yeah we'll get we'll get a we'll get a feature from her to yeah. close off the episode um and i'm adam thanks for joining us on this episode uh what is head i had never heard of this movie before seb have you heard of this movie before uh yeah but not a lot i just yeah heard the okay. monkeys made a movie i didn't even know weird. who the monkeys were Really? I am betrayed. Wow. <laughs> well, I had heard the name The Monkeys. I always, I thought they were like um like a Bee Gees kind of band. They are not in but any. They're more anyway. closer to uh, Beatles. Yeah, I guess Beatles. That, that is me. true. They were yeah. like the kind of like fake TV Beatles, right? The, well, yeah. So the thing is, the Beatles okay, made hard con- days. Context corner. Context. My name's Nara. I chose to talk about this film, so that's why I know. <laughs> A little bit more. So basically, Bob Raffleson, who directed this film, um, he also was one of the creators of the Monkeys TV show. And then Bert Schneider, who also created the Monkeys TV show, TV show and produced this film. After Hard Day's Night came out, they were like, they always had this idea, I think, to make like a show about a band. But they're like, now that there's like a Hard Day's Night, we can make this like feasible, and it can be a mm. bigger universe than just like the TV show about right. a band. So that's how the Monkeys got created. So they're not a real band. Well, they are. Like, oh. they're, after, just, they're like Spice Girls. They were made by the studio. Right? They were made by the studio, but Don't all of them... Don't say that about the Spice Girls. Sorry. Yeah. All of them had background musical training, and they actually did, <laughs> like, they did after, like, a little while. It was weird. They weren't around for very long. I don't know the exact timeline, but partway through 
filming the first season they actually did sort of after making the first album they did fight the studio and the producers to get more creative control so then they did oh, end okay. up writing a lot of their own songs and performing all of their own instrumentations because mm. on their first album they didn't perform that much but all of them were musicians before and did have the capability to play instruments and they were good at it right. so okay it kind of just like the music was pretty good the music's so good yeah the yeah. music's great the music's so good that yeah. album is amazing i thought the uh not knowing much about it, I thought it was going to be like A Hard Day's Night, which it's, for those who don't know is a, a movie where the Beatles just kind of like hang out and it's like yeah, really they just run around a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Like it's the like Hard Day's con- Night. Yeah, it's considered like it, a classic and stuff. And but it's, it's really also good. like relatively conventional. So it's I relatively good. also the director of it. I don't remember the, would be. Richard the director. Lester. Yeah, he went on to do really big things, and mm-hmm. then all the rest of the Beatles movies did not really have yeah like that's why help is unwatchable help is so problematic help is so oh yellow submarine is good yellow submarine that's not really they're not even in yeah they didn't do their own voices (laughs) yeah but it's still like adjacently a beatles movie and it's good but the but beatles extended universe it's weird that uh so just interrupt real quick you said that the director of a hard day's night went on to do big things not big things but just like he had a bit of a career established guy yeah which is just weird because like the Beatles went on to do nothing. <laughs> Sorry, who? The who? No, not the, the, who? No, not the <laughs> who. We're not talking about the who. The guess who? <laughs> Sorry, where were we? on first thing, but I don't want to. Uh, but, but interesting, I didn't know until the credits rolled who made this movie, which is Jack like, bizarre. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and Bob Rafelson. Bob Rafelson. Burt Schneider, after that, if you do not know, they went on to make Easy Rider. Rafelson wasn't involved in that, but also Five Easy Pieces and The Easy Last pieces. Picture Show. The last picture show, like they did big things. Bob Rafelson, big big figure in the new Hollywood movement, like one of the major producers, produced all this stuff, and he, I think, only directed a few movies. One of which is Head. Is Head, and one of the others is Five Easy Pieces, which um, I've not seen. It's supposed fun to be fact about why Head is kind of the way it is is because apparently Bob Rafelson, after doing the Monkeys TV show, he was like, "Oh, everybody just sees me as like this commercial director. I might never get a chance to direct all these films that I want to." So he kind of just like jammed all these genres into one <laughs> film. So he's like, mm. "I can do everything now." Huh. So That's fun fact. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but it's so weird that it's written by Jack Nicholson because that's not a thing he did written. often. Written. That's Wait, like, you don't think he was in the right. credit? Well, the thing is, is that the story of how it was created was basically they went to the desert, they had a lot of weed, they recorded a bunch of ideas, and then Jack Nicholson went out on his own, apparently with a lot of LSD, and sort of like strung all those ideas together. Mm. So he did write it, but it what was like... What is Jack Nicholson's involvement with the monkey? Was he a part of the show? He was, was actually... He, he, was, he was actually really good friends with them, I guess. Like, okay. That's and this would have been pretty early in his career. Yeah, this was yeah. before This was before um, Easy Rider. I think he was close with Rafelson, too. He was like, close with Rafelson. They were all very yeah. close to him. And then, like, Dennis Opper also had, like, some involvement in this film to a degree. He's apparently in it, but I think he's just very, very briefly. briefly. So is Nicholson. Yeah. But Nicholson's, like, easier to pick out yeah 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 i didn't understand that makes sense that that's the creation of the movie it very much does feel like <laughs> a bunch of ideas I it's think like it's kind of like just a clip show yeah i mean there's yeah. stuff that almost happens like a, it's almost a like plot, a sketch movie yeah it, well, it's kind of yeah. like a robot chicken <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a diz i like robot chicken but it's just that's the kind of thing it is like it's like a Oof. bunch of small sketch ideas put together into something yeah should, do could, we, I, could I attempt yeah, a summary? Yeah, let's hear a summary. Yeah, summary. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I need to do, give the title music for that uh, part of the uh, that segment. 
This is the summary of the movie, Seb's summary time. Not summary like the season we're talking about, the description. That uh, song by late 2000s Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> by uh, past his musical prime Jan- Jack Black. He's still trying to get those checks, though. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it is essentially a series of sketches. The monkeys play themselves. Uh, they're a band. Uh, it seems like the theme of the movie is almost introduced right away in this song that Nara sang a parody of at the beginning, uh, which is like, uh, like who are the real monkeys almost, it seems like. And like it seemed like everyone knew they were this manufactured TV band. So it, it's almost like the movie seems like it's playing with images. Um plays in a lot of like genre sort of things as you said like western and uh sports movie sort of things and, and war various periods movie. <laughs> yeah, war, war movies <laughs> right um and yeah and there's a lot of experimental editing and strange transitions weird match cuts um but it feels like and i think literally is them running around like a studio lot yeah, yeah. kind of just playing in these different hopping areas. into also, different uh things that are being made commercials sometimes yeah Yeah. uh fun thing about how i made a parody uh that song was a parody written by jack nicholson of the monkeys tv show theme song oh it was a riff because the monkeys tv show theme song starts off with hey hey we're the monkeys and then describes sort of like their like them as a band right so it was just like riffing off of that is the tv show as weird and experimental the tv show is very like self like self-aware um but it is just like a sketch. It sort of like does that thing that slapstick does, where like the joke happens, and then they sort of like address the audience, being like, "Oh, I'm in a joke." Right. Um. As as the show goes on, like the second season is a lot weirder than the first season. But then also at in the second season, the monkeys themselves did try to like write like the finale episode was actually written by Mickey Dolenz. Right. So there's there's a sort of winking quality to this whole movie that sometimes I like, a lot of the time I don't. <laughs> where it's like look at us and and what we're doing and sometimes what they're doing is incredible and yeah. it's like really strange and interesting and sometimes mickey dolan's is just like rolling around on the ground and it seems like he's not even fully committed he's like look at me and, and what i'm doing it feels like i said this in my letterbox review <laughs> modern day irony bros where it's like well, yeah the, look mm-hmm. at this silly thing I'm doing. I don't know. Uh, Did we say whether we yeah, thought we were watching I was about to say, oh, uh, let, let's, let's cool the jets a little bit here, because that's yeah, that's cause for an interesting discussion, but we haven't even got to that part of the podcast yet. Okay, we're still in the early stages of the podcast, where we need to tell the audience whether or not we think this movie didn't sing the theme is song. W-A-C-K, or if it is okay and not W-A-C-K. <laughs> Welcome to the radio station, W-A-C-K. <laughs> Um, You're your host. <laughs> Seb, you seem to have strong feelings. Maybe we'll start with you on this round. It's not even strong feeling. Well, I, yeah, I think just <laughs> the vibe of it, not even the whole movie all the time, but the monkeys themselves, especially Mickey Dolan's, and I don't know, Peter, maybe? Peter, I'm the dummy? That's Peter. I thought that was Mickey. No, Mickey... Mickey was a guy. Mickey was the guy during the boxing match, going pointing at Davy, who was boxing, saying he's the dummy. Oh, okay. And then Peter's the one holding the ice cream, who's like, "It's okay, Mickey. I've been the dummy all along." Okay, Peter doesn't. I don't mind Mickey. All right, sorry, I don't mind Peter. I love Davy. 
I did. Really? Yeah, Davey was my favorite. You don't like Mike Nesmith. Mike doesn't. The guy who Mike? says, I'm the dummy <laughs> is my least favorite one. Who's saying, I'm the dummy and punching people. Which one oh, was that, that? that's Mickey. That's Mickey. Yeah, I don't like that you guy. You have to get closer to and I don't, And I don't really like the, the guy with the hat either. <laughs> So you just don't like the so are you sorry what do you are you saying it's w-a-c-k radio? i think it is whack because especially with hearing the origin even though that's an extremely 60s origin i respect that it does feel a lot of the time like the movie is throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks rather than something more cohesive just, i don't know um wow that was crazy considering this is like a film that i watch a lot i think it's maybe because i watch it so much this is nara um i think it's <laughs> by the way you introduced yourself <laughs> did i anyway um this is not talking anyway i think it's not whack i think it is thinks it's way smarter than it actually is and it's, it thinks it's doing way more than it actually is um yeah i think it's like not as whack as it was setting out to be yeah i don't i don't really know if it's about anything <laughs> um or sometimes at least it is. yeah sometimes it is I don't know if largely it's about <laughs> anything or really anything that interesting in terms of how it does string together. All of its clips. But I love a good clip show. <laughs> uh, there's some really funny bits. There's some really creative... Some uh, great sequences. Yeah, there's some really creative sketches in there. I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of indecided. I guess I'll say not whack right now, but, you know. Let's let's just talk about the goddamn movie. Am I right? Come on, everyone. Can we talk about the opening? I love the opening. Wait, with the, the war? Bird? The war thing? No, the opening no, where the it's bridge. like kind of like the conversation. Oh, yeah. oh that was so That's joke. so good. Well, that this was pre No, this would have been Yeah, this was pre-conversation, right? What well, how is when, it like the conversation? Well, it's just like the camera like does the so same thing where it's like you don't exactly know who you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like it does it doesn't do the same thing where it's like big and zooming in, but does the like long take where you don't oh, know yeah. who you're supposed to focus on and then playing with like the audio and stuff. Right. Um I think that is sort of similar. Can like I didn't can know I summarize it. Yeah. I didn't know what else to like compare it to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see that. There's a very odd well, it's not odd in terms of the rest of the movie, but the first sketch like really throws you off because there's, yeah, this strange shot where you're not really sure who you're looking at, and eventually you sort of figure it out that you're like looking at like a mayor who's about to open a bridge, and then the monkeys like run in and jump off the bridge, and then there's like this amazing like series of fades. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's so like as, the editing in this film is very yeah, amazing yeah, incredible. it's really good as mickey is fade galore this is the golden wow. age for fades people don't really do fade i feel like oh, fades I fades i love a good fade i yeah. feel like fades have become like people think that's just a comedy thing like you see a fade and you laugh there's okay. a really good fade in mission impossible 5 oh okay he's, he's gonna bring him back fades and zooms like people just oh, zooms are, zooms so good, are automatically like, comedy zoom, now but no, zooms, zooms and no. fades are great yeah. no but the thing is Love a good zoom, but there, there, some films <laughs> do subtle zoom. zooms and use it yeah, really sure. well. Like Last right, Black right. Man did a lot of really good. No, zooms. I love zooms, but yeah, I think now if you if you do a quick zoom, especially on a reaction, now it means comedy. It didn't used to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but continue about the opening. Uh, I don't know. That's just my summary. Of the, I think I and when that happened, I was like, they're all gonna be of this quality, <laughs> and some of them are. <laughs> Um, but I just, I don't know. I guess I wanted more tech. I don't know. There's lots of technical. Well, uh, well, you started talking about this irony thing. Yeah. Expand. This is maybe just me. I just feel like our culture is so into irony right now. Yeah. And it kind of, 
doesn't really get me down, <laughs> but it just kind of like, I don't know, it bums me out. It's not usually the kind of movies that I like. Well, there's a quality, like, when a movie for me is like, oh, look, we don't care about anything. It's like, okay. Why, uh, why should I care? Yeah, and I don't need it to take itself super seriously because mm-hmm. um, that can also lead to problems. But uh, something like, oh, what's a good example of a contemporary movie that's like that? That's like too ironic? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it just, I see it more. No I, films are ironic. <laughs> <laughs> or like a lot of modern comedies are like that. I think yeah. where it's like, as, as Nara said, it's like, it's not the joke. It's like the joke. And then, oh, look, we made this joke. Yeah. yeah. You and like it's turn like, to the audience and wink. Yeah. How much skill is there to doing that all the time? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, yeah. I don't know if this movie is completely like that. No, no. I also really. think that like, uh it didn't bother me so much in this movie because part of the theme of the movie for me was like look at all these uh silly things that the monkey's got to do yeah like sorry oh i was just gonna say like as somebody who like watched like has watched the monkeys tv show like that's a lot of it like they are like obviously they're just on their lot playing with like the sets that they have available but they are like playing into the tropes that they fulfill on the show Mm -hmm. um and i thought they were real a real band i didn't even really understand this backstory until we started this podcast 15 minutes ago <laughs> so i thought <laughs> i thought that it was kind of like oh look at all these like just at being a band they got to do these like stupid commercials and they got to be in these like stupid movies and they got to be in and i don't know if that's something i'm super interested in thematically like oh look at all this stupid stuff that a star has to do <laughs> but i did think that was like the part oh, yeah, of the point definitely, definitely yeah i don't know if that still works now that i know that they're not a real band yeah well i think also a part a lot of it is like them talking about how it's like they have no artistic integrity or like they're people don't believe that they have artistic Mm -hmm. integrity because they are just produced when they have i think that was Mm. something that they were so like they fought so hard in their career they fought for like a lot of artistic license so like people like not taking them seriously i think is something that really like pissed them off like I, I like if I was in that position, I'd be mad too about that. For sure. But you can yeah. see that, like especially like in the Frank Zappa like moment. Oh, the best scene of the movie. Yeah, the best scene of the movie is the Frank Zappa moment. Like, also if you're listening to this, none of this is spoilers, but also all of it is spoilers. So <laughs> I don't think you can really spoil this um, movie. Yeah, yeah I think it, the movie proudly presents itself as plotless. Yeah, yeah. They mention that pretty early on in the movie. Yeah, yeah it's in the opening song. Yeah, it's yeah. In the, that, no that song is called. Uh, I think it's called War Chant that one right here's sorry what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say like frank zappa even like points out he's like you should spend less time like working on your song and dancing or (laughs) less time working on your dancing and more time working on your songs like the kids of america need need it yeah or something like that frank zappa by the way amazing artist my dad's favorite artist i used to listen to a lot of frank zappa growing up interesting um it was very weird (laughs) here's here's my thing on why i think the frank zappa thing sticks out as being so good because it's a very like cynical meta scene, but it plays right after Davy's song, which I think mm-hmm. is one of the strongest sequences. That's the best. Like that's my favorite part of the entire film is yeah. like Daddy's song. Yeah. Davy sings a song where Great he's song. done a dance routine that he's actually like tried to do well, which is like rare in this film. <laughs> do you want a fun fact? Yeah, that also played off of Davy's background because he was originally 
on like West End theater in musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of like is his musical background. But you fact. can tell there's, there's skill, there's time that he's taken to like try and do that. And it's like really well edited. There's these like cross oh, yeah. cuts like Those through cuts multiple crazy. scenes that are like, it's hard to describe, but they're so cool. They're and like then, precise as heck. Then uh, Frank Zappa comes and makes fun of it, but it's like you've seen something is played against that. You've seen someone try and do something, and then Frank Zappa comes in and goes, oh, it could have been better, and that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the time, it seems like they're just like doing random stuff, and then they'll go, this is stupid. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, now (laughs) let's not do this anymore. (laughs) And then they just walk off set, which sometimes that is funny, but I I do hear, like, uh, there's the one where they're in... um, some kind of like western movie near the uh-huh. start oh the war. like it's i think that's the first moment yeah where you, they really like set that sort of pattern and seeing that the first time for me i was like shocked by that and i i got i got you know I, i'm gonna be honest right here i got a good chuckle out of that one when he gets um, hit with the arrows that's very funny yeah he gets hit with the arrows and he's like i don't like this person's just lying like you're acting stop it yeah, yeah that's and the then he's just like i don't want to be here anymore he just walks off and breaks the set <laughs> yeah. uh but just walking through the background and that was pretty funny yeah it's funny Really? I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest right now. I got a good chocolate out of that one. Yeah, I think that one's so, like, that one's really good. And then it's followed up by a really weak attempt where it sort of breaks into a more documentary style where they, like, walk into the, like, cafe or whatever and there's everybody getting out and you, like, hear, like, yeah. people, like, grumbling being like, oh, I hate these guys. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just, like, a weird juxtaposition because it makes that first moment where they sort of are breaking character and are breaking their sort of, like, willingness to move with this, uh, like, industry that they've been in. And then are immediately juxtaposing it with, like, this, like, really, like, not subtle, like, very, like, over-the-top, right? like, in-your-face thing, being like, yeah, we hate this, people don't like us, we we know, we get it, <laughs> yeah. we get it, stop, which, like, just doesn't read quite as well, um, which is just, like, it's kind of a, like, it, I think the entire film is kind of like that, where it's, like, you'll have a really good moment that'll then be, like, either, <laughs> like, it'll either be, seem even better or, like, just be undercut by a really bad moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's like the other thing in that western scene. Um, it's very is, racist. It yeah, yeah so and racist. it introduces this kind of mean streak that's in the movie that also yeah. keeps me from enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, where they keep punching people, especially yeah. women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they make a comment on it. The guy's like, "I don't want to punch women," and then they keep punching women. Well, that's yeah. the thing is they make the comment on it and they keep holding on him like talking about his concerns about punching women so much that it's like it's almost like it's making fun of him for being concerned yeah which is not like the worst thing in the world but it's like i don't what is the point i don't think it's making fun of him i definitely do he just keeps repeating over and over again oh it's bad for my image to punch but like yeah i thought that was tying into like what i mentioned earlier where it's like uh they're not even really in control of what like people are asking them to do on screen or in their ads or whatever it's like yeah maybe like i don't i don't think I, I mean, maybe the this is just watching it in like a point. And the way there, yeah. the movie plays it is like, I, mean, I can't maybe this tell is what just... the joke is, but it yeah. seems like the joke is on him for caring. Yeah. Well, I think another part of it is like, then like you can see the two sides of it where you see sort of like that's Peter who is like, doesn't like is worried about his image. You can see like him being like, no, I really like care about my image and I want to continue seeming the way that I am like in the show where I'm just very sweet and innocent and naive and like not that smart versus like mickey who's always sort of just like he does a like that's why he has so many slapstick moments because that's mm-hmm. his thing on the show or like having this slapstick moments where you then you see him and he's really pushing against that character that he's been put into so right. i think you sort of see the two like reactions to that where it's like either like 
where like one side it's like i want to play into this image and the other side where it's like i want to like reject it when does he push against the clown image um i think is i don't know if it's nest like i think that's like for me i saw him like pushing against this image the most because he is like when they jump off the bridge he is Mm. separate from the rest of them like he seems like the one who's really trying to get away from everything um he also blows up a coke machine yeah he also blows up the coke he's machine like i just think he has of... the most aggression in the film maybe oh, is what, like what made me think that yeah um but yeah also something that uh that sort of relates to like peter because he has that whole thing where it's like his character is the dummy and he like points that out to like mickey at a certain point there's a lot of dummies in this film like literal literal like literal mannequins yeah. and the yeah. thing is is that there's like multiple like there's like two or three dummies of mickey there's a dummy of davy and it's like really interesting because in that moment like in the boxing match mickey's like he's the dummy and then mike's like no you're the dummy to mickey right but then there's never a like a literal dummy of mike nesmith and he's never named as a dummy right which is just like like i don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just like a weird like coincidence like that seems like something that like somebody either thought about a lot or it was just like very coincidental but there's like this weird like i don't know i think that's what i think when i'm watching the film where i'm like is it actually smart or is it just like a (laughs) bunch of stuff (laughs) well the dummies were interesting to me because they are almost always played for horror instead of comedy whenever a dummy shows up it kind of like just appears and it's usually kind of creepy and i feel like there's almost like this fear of like are we becoming the fake monkeys are we becoming the Mm. tv monkeys yeah definitely i thought that was cool it was interesting there's some parts where it's played for some pretty funny stuff. I remember there was one shot where, like, in the background, the guy, dummy's head just falls off. I thought that was scary. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, in the background? <laughs> I got a good I... laugh out of that one. <laughs> I'm going to be honest right now. I got a good chuckle out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that entire factory sequence is just really funny to me. It's just oh, really I... absurd. Like, where he, like... I, it I don't also... really get what was happening until they go into the vacuum. I... They're just walking around. No, I didn't. I'm like, what is this factory for? Is this factory selling that vacuum? Or is this just, like, the factory supposed to be, like the industry like i did not understand right. but eventually love- during the weird charlie chaplin sequence we see that the factory assembly line is making fake monkeys oh true oh. true true like, true you see them on the right 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 line. yeah true at the very so end i feel like it, it's yeah, I forgot like about that it seems like a factory to manufacture their image because later they get trapped in the same factory in a commercial yeah that's true, that's which true. is one of my favorite uh yeah. when they're little sketches. Sketches. yeah yeah it's very fun. Yeah. They get to play dandruff. I wish they played that out a bit longer because I really set so of hair. That's yeah. Really cool. yeah, and they're just like in all white, jumping up and down. I think that's also really <laughs> interesting. Like, dandruff. How like <laughs> then like after that like Davy's like rendition of Daddy's song like comes exactly after that, and he's going between these like two black and white sets that mimic like the black background of that commercial. Mm. Yeah, like where it's just like there's like so many really like. Like, you can tell they paid a lot of attention to, like, the actual production of this film and how the film would flow, even though it's it's such a disjointed, like, narrative. Mm -hmm. Like, it flows together really well and makes a lot of sense. That felt like um, just going right into Davy's song. Because he was, like, he got, like, detached from the guys, right? And he was, like, over there doing that thing. And, uh, yeah, that was cool to me. It made me think, like, we, I, like Seb mentioned earlier, that was the part where it seemed like, oh, he really cares about this thing a lot. Yeah. And just juxtaposing that with the one where they're all very detached from it being like, I don't want to do this stupid commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, was, cool. was cool to me. I don't know what my point was going to be, but But I think that song it was cool. sticks out because it's, it's one of the only times in the movie where someone cares about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
also it's also weird that it's like that's the one time when they care about something and that is like the one song that is a cover mm. like that's oh, not an, it's a it's like a harry nelson song mm. and that's a cover i like this version much more than like the original version but i just thought that was so like interesting and like i guess maybe playing on, on like that performance aspect and maybe that's why frank zappa's like maybe this song was very popular before this film was made so maybe that like gives more weight to frank zappa's comment where it's like oh he didn't really have to do any work on the song he just had to worry about his dancing right sort of thing where it's like you're just worrying about the performance and not about what you're actually like sharing with the right. world um but like i don't like i really don't know like so if i was a like if i was alive at the time when this first came out i feel like my opinions would be like very different <laughs> Yeah, it feels very culturally specific and maybe we're missing a lot of stuff because we're not around at that time, or we weren't. Uh, we didn't go to see it in 1968. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of like really weird, hyper-specific satires like stand the test of time and yeah. stuff. I thought of Blazing Saddles a couple times. Yeah, I thought of Blazing Saddles too. Blazing Saddles, that. there's this big the very end of, yeah. Yeah, where they, they fight their way through the movie studio. And that one is like very silly. I'm not against silliness or anything. But it's like, I don't know. It's a totally different kind of movie. But it's so deliberate in, in its comedy where this movie feels like really haphazard and loose. Yeah. Which is fine. Like you feel like they didn't sink their teeth, in, teeth enough into any of the comedy? I Like it's just not pointed. Yeah. And like some of it works. But there's not really even a consistent style to it. Or well, I don't really care. Like me personally, like it doesn't have to be super pointed or have a really like specific POV. But it, it does make it weird and complicated when you start to show like war images and stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, if you're going to make humor about or around stuff that's so specific um, and that almost is begging for you to have a POV. Yeah. Then to just play it like so silly is, I, I don't know, that feels haphazard. It feels like there's almost like a pretense of commentary, but there isn't actually any. Yeah. With yeah. like, because they show very extreme footage of the Vietnam War over them playing but I don't know what it means at well, all. Well, the one thing also like with that part, because that part comes in when they're playing the song Circle Sky, which like if you read the lyrics, it's sort of like it was obviously like written about like them going on tour and sort of like how like that is and like playing to fans and also like just like the juxtaposition in that sequence between like the screaming fans and like these like horrific images. But I think like the lyrics to that song are ambiguous and could be applied to like other types of like to like the horrors of war where it is mm. a lot about like really intense like like just intense feelings mm -hmm. so i think they might have been playing off sort of like the ambiguity of that where it's like i don't know what the statement was making maybe they're just like we're bad superficial people because we like have to deal with this and we think this is awful when there are people literally dying in war but like yeah. like i don't really understand i, I think <laughs> there was some some linking of war and sports in an interesting way yeah um, yeah like in both you kind of like just have this undying like love for your side for some reason when it's like i don't know they link it to are you could i just summarize that sketch yeah that yeah summarize it first and then i'll, I'll come in <laughs> I love to summarize. but there's a <laughs> summary corner so let's but go there is a sketch where all the monkeys are at war and one of them goes to get ammo i think it's mickey and it's peter it's peter and <laughs> peter when he goes to get ammo he's stopped by like this really aggressive football player who won't let him and beats him up yeah yeah and it seemed like there i mean uh 
the football player ends up like getting his helmet off and then it's just still like ramming his head into the wall or whatever yeah and they bring the helmet and it's almost like the helmet is what he was looking for the whole time like they're all really happy that he brought back that helmet yeah yeah mickey because mickey like originally just like complains he's like i don't want to wear this helmet it's heavy and then peter's like you might get shot but then haha he ends up hitting his head on like the barrier i actually thought that was funny that was funny it was just like (laughs) it's just sort of like that's the joke (laughs) yeah and uh linking like the soldiers to football players felt to me like kind of this like oh you're destroying yourself for such something so futile and something Mm -hmm. that like really doesn't matter at all right but you just are supposed to like go out there and play for your team and give it all even though it's like what is that actually accomplishing right um and then, yeah, even, like, being a spectator of sports is, like, nationalism in a way. Yeah. Like, obviously, on not nearly as uh, uh, problematic levels because, you know, who cares? You like your team or whatever. But it is the same kind of idea where it's just, like, no, I love my, I love my team. I love my country. No matter what, I'm not going to think critically about this. It's all, it's all good. And I don't think all that is really in this sketch. Mm-hmm. But it did oh, take me to be. those places. So, like- yeah, something. It it might be. I think also another thing is just sort of like, like part of the reason this movie was made, like a lot of articles cite it as sort of like the monkeys wanting to end the band. That it was just like suicide. Like it was just like band mm. suicide. So like it could have that, they might've just used that war footage for shocked. So that way the studios were like, oh, we can never fund, like we should never fund this again. Or so the public would be mad at them. It is like the least commercial film imaginable. Yeah, it's, it's also like, weird that it was like so weird major studio. Like just yeah. let th- I guess they were making the enough. 70s. Yeah, but I also guess they were making enough money that the studios like we trust them. Like right. Uh, what was going on in the seventies? I think there was some kind of new <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. What was this? What's that? They they're referring to. I got excited that I could maybe <laughs> talk about new Hollywood. <laughs> new Hollywood was this like big film movement in the late sixties, early seven. Well, throughout the seventies where uh, all these kind of auteur filmmakers came up who were uh, the first generation of filmmakers to be fans of film. And uh, they wanted to do weird experimental stuff. And the studios were finally catching on to the counterculture of the 60s and let them kind of do whatever. Got movies like The Godfather and Jaws and Easy Rider and all kinds of stuff out of that movement and Head, apparently. Yeah, head. some of the best American films. Yeah, yeah head. <laughs> I mean, it felt like a time where it was like just, uh, oh, we're gonna try crazy shit, and the studio was actually on board. The yeah. studio system wasn't as, I mean, it was just different at the time, right? Mm-hmm. But they'd yeah. be even more powerful than they are now. Oh, really? Yeah, but there'd just be more studios. Right. So you, could, they could afford to, kind of. I just mean like it more. wouldn't be like one Disney. Right. But right. I mean like more people are going to the theater than they are now, so yeah so there was a bit more uh, more money to be made right so. right i think another interesting thing is like we were talking about this earlier about like jack nicholson's involvement is that it's like there's a lot of like big and like frank zappa there's a lot of like cameos in this yeah. film like victor mature as like the big victor um but like his like role Who like is that victor mature i don't know my dad was giving me a rundown on him but he was in the like just a bunch of like really well-known films at the time sort of like earlier like from the 50s see the guy was kind of chasing them he was the big victor he was the guy who at the end he was sitting on the like director's chair when oh, they're in the box right, and he was okay. like laughing oh, yeah. and he was like and he big. kicks the tv and stuff. Yeah, yeah he was like big he was the big victor um but then also tony basil who's in a like choreographed like this davies sequence where mm-hmm. he's dancing but she's also like choreographed so many things um Who's the guy who's like chasing them? Is he from the show? 
I don't know. He's also apparently a pretty famous name, but I didn't. It didn't stick with me as much, so I didn't so really do weird. research on him. I like his line where he's like, "The whole phallic thing is in," or like, "The whole phallic yeah. thing is happening," which is just a very throwaway line that yeah, nothing comes of. But yeah, but also just Tony Basil. You might know her from the hit song Mickey, which is oh, in the yeah, credits yeah, yeah. of uh, Bring It On. But she's also like choreographed so many films, and she's like really famous. So it's just like kind of funny that she was like in this film and like a little bit part that's interesting yeah there was a youtube show called one hit wonderland where yeah. he would go through like uh people who are one hit wonders and see what happened to them that was a good episode about her that's she's a done a lot of stuff yeah she's very accomplished there's a joke that i like where they're they're <laughs> you watching say it like there's none <laughs> no there's actually quite a few jokes that there's i a lot like of funny jokes well actually i want to say about the thing with the vietnam footage is I felt like the point being made by juxtaposing a screaming fan with someone screaming in Vietnam from like the war was like, this is so stupid that people love us and that like we're having fun while this is happening, which is like valid. But it just, I think, speaks to the movie's general attitude of fuck everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fuck you for watching this and us for (laughs) For caring (laughs) don't care about anything (laughs) but they're still like playing and being cool and it i don't know it just feels so smug and it just really rubbed me the wrong way yeah no i mean i think it's a valid point to be like what we're doing really doesn't matter compared to oh yeah what's actually happening around the world but uh yeah i know what you mean that it's like so smart yeah and then because their energy throughout the movie is still like yeah well you still love us (laughs) yeah (laughs) you still love us so we can do whatever we want there's this really strange joke which is the one that i like but it's still kind of part of that where there's a woman and she's about to like jump off a building oh yeah screaming in a very disturbing way and the monkeys do not care and yeah they make a bet and they make a bet of like whether she's gonna jump or not and i think mickey bet's like ten dollars or something and then like they go do something else or davy goes and does something else and he comes back out and one of them is holding the woman and mickey is paying him ten dollars yeah it's assumed that she did jump and and then he caught caught her her. (laughs) but then he still like hands her off like he doesn't really care neither of them care (laughs) that she jumped yeah but it's to me that is their attitude about everything yeah like everything's serious yeah (laughs) it's like oh well we don't really care I'm just seeing if I wrote about that one. I didn't. I just like I remember watching that and being like, I don't know. It's just like such a weird like that sequence. I think out of all of them is like really the most shocking one in the entire Mm. film because I think it is like I don't know. It almost has the most stakes. I think. Yeah. But that might be because it's somebody else implemented in it. That's not the monkeys. And the monkeys have set the tone from the beginning that they don't care. Yeah. And they're indestructible. Yeah. That they're indestructible. So then it's It also feels like an actual real thing that's happening. Like a lot of the stuff is very surreal, which like, because it's so heightened, you're able to like, like, I I don't really fear anything happening in the war scene. Yeah. Or in like the Western scene or anything. Like I know it's, it's not real, but this one, like they're actually on the, on the grounds they're on the studio set and it yeah, really seems right, like someone right. actually jumping yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely did make me be, take a step back and yeah the thing that actually be shocked was the most no i don't know disturbing just like upsetting thing is there's that giant guy who's chasing them around he's just like a really big guy and then i think it's at like the birthday party 
Oh, yeah. And he starts, like, mimicking a disabled person. Yeah, that part's oh, yeah. also messed up. Yeah. It's so weird and, and then disturbing. He's like, and then he's like, you would laugh at somebody, like, mimicking a disabled person? He says, don't laugh at cripples. Yeah. After. <laughs> it's I, like, I, what? I was really confused in the POV of that sketch. Like, um, because then it cuts to... Like, it cuts to the monkeys laughing at him. Yeah. And then cuts to, like, this street bit where they're, like, interviewing a bunch of people yeah. about, like, I, would, would, at would you laugh at people? <laughs> like, I don't really know what they're <laughs> I, asking. And or... I could not tell if that was staged or not. It's not. No it's idea. not. It's real. That's real news footage. I read about it a while back. I don't remember what it's about. Are they talking about, like, hippies? I think they're talking about hippies. Okay. I'm, they're talking about, like, something to do with, like, youth movement. It might be hippies. It might be, like, people on drugs. Like, I don't know what, right. okay. what it's about. It might even be like literally about like fans of pop groups, but I'm like, like, I'm not sure, but I remember like reading that those are like real interviews and it's like, I don't know. I think it's so like you're at that point also, it's like really interesting that you're so deep into the film that you can't tell the difference between what, yeah, yeah, what no, they're taking an actual stance on and what they're not taking a stance but on. I thought that that might've been stage footage cause I was so confused, but I think it is like older people who don't understand hippies. And mm. so it's like one of these like paranoid news things that you still see now about <laughs> like, Oh, young people are laughing at us and that is a crime, <laughs> but that it's juxtaposed with this guy doing this very disturbing impression of a disabled person and then saying, don't laugh at cribbles. It's like, what is the point of this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, yeah, it's just like, there's so many, yeah. I also think from watching this film like multiple times, I realized that I really do like the first half better than the second half of the film. Mm-hmm. I think the first half, I don't know, was a lot stronger. There's a lot of energy to it that yeah. I think eventually I found exhausting, but at the beginning it really had me. Yeah. I, I never know. got to. When did you get exhausted? I don't know if I got like, exhausted, it, but I think it, maybe it just like lost. I think maybe you sort of like start to like, they almost try to get more serious and then you're like, no, I don't want this film to do that, which may be like sort of like making a statement to like, I think this is just me reading into it too much, like making yeah. a statement about like the audience where they don't want anything serious. They just want this escapism. Yeah, that's fair. I just never, I never bought anything serious about the movie. Yeah. Like it's just so established to like, as we've been talking about to not take anything seriously and to just kind of like treat everything that is serious with like disdain. indifference and yeah, even disdain. Yeah. Not even indifference. It is kind of disdain. Yeah. So, Sorry. uh, anytime it tried to be commenty or POV esque or anything, I just was like, I'm, I don't, I don't buy this. Yeah. Some of the technical stuff though is so impressive. Oh that yeah. It's like, Oh, oh somebody God. did care about this. Like, the, there's like this mirror bit where Davy sees an oh, eye. Yeah, he sees the eye stuff. behind the mirror. He sees the eye and behind the mirror. And then there's like the different set like in the reflection. Yeah, there's this really interesting thing where it's like whenever he turns around, it cuts into like he's in a different location, yeah. but the cuts are so seamless. They're so seamless. That it's like, yeah. you, you, it's hard to even like wrap your head around how they did it. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. I also think it's just like crazy that it's like, I guess also it was of this time when really like innovative things are happening in film, but this came out like the same year as 2001, like a space odyssey. So I think that's maybe part of the reason why this sort of fell to the wayside. Obviously this film is like not on the same level as that, like uh, with cultural significance, but I think like the technique, like this film should be there. Yeah. He's getting there. (laughs) I feel like this film should be more well known just because for its technical feats. Yeah. Yeah, But I think like one of the reasons why, why that might not be discussed is because 2001 came out the same year and has a lot of like hype about the, like the technicalities of it. 
Is 2001 a Space Odyssey whack? Well, the critics didn't like it at first, and then they had to rebrand it as like a drug film, and that's how they got money. Pauline Kale hated it. Who hated it? Pauline Kale. But Pauline Kale mm-hmm. hates everything. <laughs> and um, Planet of the Apes came out the same Planet, year. Planet of the Apes, uh, Chitty Chitty so Bang Bang, Monterey Pop, Night of the Living Dead, Rosemary's oh, Baby. That's um, a lot of good movies. A couple more. I just sort of took down the ones that sort of fulfill the same uh, niche that this one might. Yeah. Planet oh, yeah. of the Apes one of my favorites. It's a very counterculture movie. It feels like... I don't know who the equivalent band would be now, if it's even bands anymore. But if, oh, if some artists... The Jonas artist, Brothers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Jonas Brothers are too sincere, oh, I think, maybe. though. They did have a TV show on Disney, though. They seem sincere. Right. I don't know if there's anyone. This would be like... Goodbye Honolulu would make sense. <laughs> oh my god, do you want to hear do you want to hear a story? I was in tip yesterday. Can we put that in the pod? <laughs> I don't know, but you should listen to my story. I, was, I love Goodbye Honolulu. This is I was That's in tip yesterday, sitting there charging my phone, and all of Goodbye Honolulu were just sitting on the steps by the elevator. Did you talk to them? No, Good they guys. like I like went up the escalator to like go to the washroom at one point. And they all just like looked and turned as I walked by. It wasn't very busy like at the time. So I think they were waiting for someone, right. which is why they kept like looking at me. But I was like, I was in there for a while charging my phone because it was like between when I had to like go like do things. And I was like, I'm not going to go outside. It's cold. But they were in there like just sitting on the like steps by the elevator for a good like 20 minutes. Just like talking with each other. I'm like, what are you doing here? And they didn't. Lulu, if you're listening, you got to do something. Do something. Don't just sit. Losers. They're just sitting. And then they just walked out at one point. So I'm like, are you guys just cold? Are you Which accusing them of sitting someplace? <laughs> yeah, they were loitering. <laughs> they were loitering. Didn't even see a movie. <laughs> Maybe they were just finished a movie. Maybe they saw one. Maybe. I just thought that was a bizarre, uh, int- like, way to like it's funny yeah to see all of them yeah so my time. <laughs> but that's a pretty good that's, that's but a good i just mean modern like, right i don't know come on that's a good one i just mean some band puts out something i feel like it would be a rapper now like snoop dogg puts out some movie and everyone goes and takes drugs yeah and watches it i can see Is this movie like being that the new Kanye, like jesus is king <laughs> that was a bigger thing yeah but i but i think that um Kanye is too respected as like an well, artist. Also, the thing with, like, like I, I don't know how people thought of the monkeys, but I assume they were like kind no, of a joke. Like that was the thing with this movie is this movie failed in the box office. Like it bombed. Like it didn't do well. It's because they had really weird promotion where the monkeys weren't really mentioned in the trailer. Okay, what the monkeys like the trailer was just like um what's like what happens in head only John Brockman's shrink knows, and then it was like a who's picture John, of John Brockman. Who's John Brockman? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was on Letterbox. That was the yeah. the tag, and I was like, I have no that? clue. Yeah, what this, it's like what I think at about. the time I think he was like a journalist or something. <laughs> okay. um, and then the other the other promotion was they did like guerrilla promotion where they would like that everybody does now, where they would stick stickers places that said head and like right. the famous anecdote that I don't know if this is true. Apparently, like Jack Nicholson and Bob Raffleson got arrested for trying to stick one on a police like a mounted policeman's helmet as he was cl- like climbing onto his horse. Um, but that was like. I wonder why it failed. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. But that and was like so the well, advertisement. Imagine if like now someone was like, "What's going on in the Irishman?" <laughs> Only uh, Wesley Morris knows. Someone, someone made a sketch movie with Migos. Released yeah. a trailer that doesn't mention them. <laughs> yeah, then says Only David Ehrlich knows. Yeah, but it's just like, and then it failed because I think they were trying to. Uh, they were like. 
I don't know. I think they their like motive with the film was to either get like an older, more serious audience or try and like make their current audience like become more serious. Mm. But then it's like the like young girls who are like into the band who are like fourteen and fifteen, like <laughs> we're just like, what the hell like, is it? Like, they were like, What what is happening? And then all the older, like everybody that was like a more intellectual person just at the time was just like heard the monkeys were attached to it and were like not nah, fuck this yeah. like yeah. that's gonna be stupid right that's what right. i think like. it is it is like the jonas brothers maybe yeah, yeah i can see the jonas brothers maybe. migos is not a bad call yeah <laughs> migos but actually yeah but it's just like i don't know like it was just like i'm it's so bizarre that this film got made <laughs> yeah it's like so crazy you know we it <laughs> say something else <laughs> did you lose it say something else it <laughs> no, wasn't, wasn't interesting I that I, uh, let's see let's see what did i take notes on i just made notes of the entire film because i wouldn't be able to remember what happened in the film without right. notes. so uh, oh here's one thing that i found kind of interesting is like so there's the sequence that's like the cop stream and then it goes into <laughs> yeah. like yeah which is just like the rest of the movie is the cop stream i guess i thought is very funny like this cop shows up yeah and then like we stay with him after the monkeys leave which is strange and then this big title comes up yeah, that says the the cop cop stream, stream. And that really made me laugh. <laughs> but then so when mike wakes up um there's like the floating like silver like balloons which i think is sort of like a call to like an andy warhol piece called silver clouds which was very poorly received at the time yeah i I thought that too no i didn't get okay (laughs) which was very poorly received at the time i think was actually a reference to a work by (laughs) monet um by which is uh, called called Starry, Starry night. night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. That's a fun thing. But I also like, I'm also like, at the same time, I'm like, I think they're just sort of like, the more like I learned about this film and the production behind it, the more I'm just like, these sound like awful people to like work with or to like make a film with. Because I think like, I don't know if this was like some pretentious callback where they're like, yeah, we're going to make a reference to this artist, but we're going to make a reference to one of their really underground <laughs> pieces that everybody hates, but that we get. So we'll know you're smart if you understand this. Well, like, I think I think they just like to mess with people. Yeah. I think it seems like they just don't, they like to not care. The yeah. original trolls. Yeah, they're just trolls. They're just, they're just trolls. Like this movie is just trolls the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> is it whack trolls? <laughs> oh, we got to do a trolls trilogy. <laughs> Troll series. But yeah, that was it. I was I'm grateful for the opportunity to watch a legitimately experimental thing. I feel like I have I don't like at Insomniac sometimes, but at ESA, which we all went to, to Etobicoke School of the Arts, I'd see experimental stuff all the time. And now I just don't, in especially in a feature context. I think also like in a studio production. Yeah, feature, with that with that much money to That's have like, like a, tank a musical. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the music. The, yeah, music music is really good. the album is really good it's a shame though that like the song circle sky which is like the one with the vietnam war clips is like one of my favorite songs from the film but then the recording on the album is just so trash like the production <laughs> on it on the album is so trash you gotta get a remaster come on they do they do gotta get a remaster but yeah who's your favorite 60s band wait adam do you not know the monkeys at all the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> do you know uh <laughs> Do you know they did I'm a Believer? Oh. Yeah, isn't that funny? That was, that's like, after song. seeing that movie, isn't it funny that they did that? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's funny. You can never put that song in that movie, though. No, you could Yeah, you could. 
That's a funny, that's a silly song. It's a very sincere song. It's an incredibly sincere song. Well, I think like other songs, like there's songs in this, I think the songs in this film are very sincere. Like a lot of them, like As We Go Along is such a sincere song. Is that the one where he falls in the water? No, no, that's the porpoise song. But (laughs) as As We Go Along is like the one where it's like they're just outdoors the song was used in ladybird which is like oh. now it's really famous um yeah it kind of seems like wait, no. what's the sequence where, where the sequence it's like i don't remember what here look, i took notes why they're playing happens. the violins um as we go along happens like right after like not right after but close to the part that jack nicholson's in and then it like goes through like it starts with peter is like in the snowy alps right. and then there's oh, like yeah. one part in the garden and that's then, a great song it's such a great song that's and one also, of my favorite sequence that sequence doesn't relate to the rest of the movie like it doesn't relate as much as the other musical sequences relate yeah. to the rest of the song so it sort of seems like they were just like this is a really good song and we should just make just a really make nice a really nice thing yeah. yeah but that's what i mean like that's why i'm not really actually surprised because in them right. in the film itself like yeah the music always seemed um like it was good yeah, like it almost music. yeah it almost just seems like the monkeys are like almost embarrassed that they're good musicians <laughs> like they don't want to like they you know they, did they write the song they don't want to just you know? make something they good wrote most of them as um peter tork wrote two of them by himself he wrote the last song which is long title bracket do i have to do this all over again and he wrote um can you dig it which is a really problematic sequence because it's just like right. them in like with the belly like dancers. yeah with the belly dancers oh, yeah. being like <laughs> there's a lot of really culturally problematic parts in this yeah film. that's pretty standard 60s stuff, yeah though. but there's like he wrote those two and then as we go along i think was like co-written by them and a couple other people mm. um porpoise song was not written by them it was written by other people right circle sky was written by mike nesmith and then obviously like daddy's song was a cover i thought yeah for much of the actually for the entire movie until i looked it up after that two of them were brothers because i thought they looked so much yeah they look kind of similar which two uh the The guy with the ice cream yeah and then that other guy and then like the lead singer guy wait davy no davy wasn't the lead singer so in the tv show davy's supposed to be the singer but he sings the least amount of songs (laughs) and mickey dolan sings most of the songs we're talking about davy's the guy who did the dance sequence yeah yeah yeah. i thought he was the lead singer he he's supposed to be like in the show like their fictional band he's the lead singer but in reality he sings the least songs i thought he was like the ringo because they don't respect him in the movie i thought the guy with the curly hair was the ringo no, oh, Mickey sing. So Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, this I know. is. That's I think I was so surprised my argument so is that this is Mickey's movie. Like this is a film yeah, that was like made for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's in the first half, especially. He's like the he's, lead in every sketch. He's in yeah. all of and then it, it yeah. moves more, and Davy takes a bigger role. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah. The, those other two guys. Yeah, yeah. They oh, thought were brothers. Mike and Peter. Yeah, yeah. They look so much alike. Those guys stood out far less to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although I did like the one. I liked when the guy. <laughs> when he was holding the ice cream yeah, he's like i can't i can't throw it away yeah <laughs> he didn't want to throw it away yeah that was very cute that was very like endearing yeah even though it's a dumb joke or whatever did oh, make yeah. me laugh that yeah. it was like he's like he's like well, why why can't you throw it away he's like kids in china he's like, oh, kids yeah. In china. <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. he just refused <laughs> to get rid of it yeah i don't know i just like Hmm. I, yeah, this band is weird. It's just a weird. Am I? Am I an pop-up. idiot? Is that divine? No. 
No. No, no way no. too early. Right? Yeah, it's too early for Divine. Stupid. It's just some other person. Um described on the Wikipedia as a salty barmaid. Right. Um but, but yeah. Another bald drag queen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. One of the things, like as like I don't I don't know, as throwaway as a lot of parts of this film are, I think like the one thing that I read that sort of like redeemed it kind of like intellectually for me or like culturally significantly for me was like this npr article from 2018 where they were like going back through like the years and like they were sort of like how did like the theme of the year was like how did we get to 2018 and they were looking at like culture leading up to 2018 um and one of the things was they looked at this film and they wrote about this film and they the um i don't have the name of the author of the article but the article like the author said that it's a really good like just portrait of what sort of like culture was like in 1968 which i think makes a lot of sense because they you are looking at like very serious like worries like like the vietnam war obviously and um like i guess sort of like the growing like commercialization of like american culture and then also looking like like against that like at sort of like youth movements and how like like what the general sort of like attitudes of like the american public are which i think is sort of like looking at this film as just sort of an artifact and a document of like the like the culture of that era i think is like much more valuable than like it as an artistic statement on like com- like artistry or whatever that's interesting oh, i buy that yeah that's like, cool it gives me almost like a this is america sort of idea mm-hmm. where it's like there's uh all these bad things happening and but we kind of can't help but ignore them for like art and like oh yeah. let's just have fun but still there's this kind of like uncomfortable feeling to a lot of that art like this kind of horror that's kind of creeping in on the sides yeah i can see well, that because you can't uh, musical sequence you can't help but make that art about yeah. or like let the atrocities of the world influence the art that you're making yeah. so it's like how can art really be an escape when it's also commenting on everything mm-hmm. um also you don't need validation to think it's good because it's in the criterion collection yeah so technically that. It's a good movie. We're wrong. Yeah. yeah the Criterion Collection is right, and we're wrong. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. What, yeah, you know, what, honestly, the, what we think is the irrelevant. It's in the Criterion Collection. In 2010, it was added. That's almost 10 years ago. I was surprised when I saw that, but they have a lot of things, I guess. Not that I think it doesn't deserve it, but... Um, Armageddon is in the Criterion Collection. Is it really? Michael Bay is a couple in Criterion. I don't Armageddon. know what the other one is. Dope flip. Maybe The Rock never seen her again i don't think yeah. i would like it why i don't know they go to space i guess i'm more it's awesome as i get older i like michael bay more actually bad boys 2 is really good oh i have a question that i don't know if you guys can answer this about the film but did you catch like in the credits no that oh did you not watch the credits i watched the credits <laughs> did you catch the like one backwards title no. card oh, okay <laughs> i was gonna there's like one title card that's just reflected it's just reversed and i was like i don't really understand why they did that besides to just like keep with like messing with the audience right what's the final shot it's like the they get loaded sh- into a truck or something so they jump yeah. so it loops back to the beginning there's a porpoise song oh, right, reprise right. they jump off the bridge and then they're all like swimming to like freedom i guess is what it's supposed to be but then they are trapped in a box and then the cycle just starts again and they're gonna be like pushed off to do some other like right. there's kind of this recurring motif of the box right yeah it's like yeah. the black yeah, box like, almost like it's tv or something like i think that kind of is what it is because right. it does open with flicking like, on tv flicking yeah. through right. the channels like looking at advertisements and like other stuff yeah right. um yeah i don't know 
<laughs> Dare I say the end kind of reminded me of Tallboys season one. Wow. Because it starts off, they're like running, and you're oh, like, yeah. what the hell are they running from? And then it all loops back around, and it gets right. contextualized what they're running from. Wow. They're running from themselves and what they've made of themselves. All right, you've reached that time of the episode. We want to know the wackiest element. And if you don't say it, I'll just keep talking. Do you want to say it? No. Um, I don't know. We didn't talk about it at all, but I think it's sort of like one of the parts that I always forget is in the film and that I'm always confused about is like the desert part with blowing up the coca-cola machine and there's like the italian tank and then the one like saudi like guy on the horse who just like has a subtitle but then there's no subtitles for the like italians who are surrendering like yeah yeah the entire sequence just confuses me and i don't really understand why it's in the film i like the sequence until the italian people come in yeah it made sense like to a, me that he's fighting the commercial yeah yeah that, that was of the, cool yeah. of the coke machine the coke is like the ultimate symbol of i don't yeah, understand commercialization. The also the fact that the italian army part follows so closely like this comment about the vietnam war i'm like i feel like this is supposed to mean something but i don't know what you're talking like yeah yeah i don't really i didn't really have a good read it on that one made me think this is so weird but it made me think of a story my dad has told me which is that his dad was in world war ii and um, he had a German officer surrender to him, but because he pretended he had a gun in his pocket, but he also admitted that he thought they were all trying to surrender at that point because the war was basically over. Oh, yeah. And so I thought of that because the Italian army hands Mickey a gun mm-hmm. and then they all surrender. But I have no idea what it has to do with anything else. Yeah, I don't, like I mean, that's mem- the only they, read they, I could um, get on it was. No. They specified that he's American. Like they bunch say that times. a bunch of times. They're like Americano, Americano, Americano. Uh, so I don't know something. And it also globalization, like, maybe. Like, well, but it was also before know, like stuff happened with like oil in the Middle East, and I don't know why Italians would be in the middle, like involved. Yeah, that. I thought maybe there's this sort of it's the attitude Mickey has for the entire movie. But I thought there was something in the idea that. They surrender to him, and maybe he's supposed to take them prisoner or win the war or something. But instead, he just uses the tank to blow up the Coca Cola. Mm. Yeah, like like it's like instead of using in... his good for or he's using uh, his position for anything. Well, he's not that inter- would actually make an impact. Maybe, or he's not interested in the nationalism or something. He'd rather fight. Oh. You know this commercial. Thing. I don't know, but also it like confuses me that it's like they like surrender, but then they're back at the end, like. St- standing on that like sand dune when there's like all the different oh, groups yeah. they're like so all i'm like yeah of. and i'm like but they weren't villains like why are they back <laughs> there's also just like such a weird use of text in this film like text is just sort of like randomly thrown in there where, where it's yeah. like peter's like don't trust a blah 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 oh, yeah. blah blah yeah, that made like, me laugh that was really funny i just like don't understand why that part just gets like flashing text yeah for sure that was my whack moment yeah, I think we already addressed in my... I mean, I, I thought that uh, it's cavalier use of... Uh, is cavalier the right word? I think so. Cavalier use? I think it's downright cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Vietnam War images? Yeah. It's pretty whack. Um, I, yeah, I think specifically... I don't mean to cut off your whack moment, 
but <laughs> I thought my whack moment. I thought I was gonna love it because of the bridge sequence, and then right after there's the song where they're talking about oh, where the monkeys don't take us too seriously, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and it's kind of showing a preview of all the stuff we're gonna see, and then yeah, it cuts really abruptly fun. into that famous footage of the guy shooting the Viet Cong guy in the head, and it's just like I don't know. I was oh, like, why would you do that? I have a read on that. Um, so like historical context for that clip is just that it was like broadcast live and it was like super like shocking. So it's it, a big turning point on yeah, perception of the war. Yeah, perception of the war. But it could just be like the monkeys are like everything we're showing you is super shocking and super crazy, but is it gonna be shocking when we've all seen like this, which is like the most terrific shocking thing we've seen? Right. But mm-hmm. that might just be like coincidental i don't know if they were like trying to make a statement about the war or if they're using it for like selfish purposes to make a statement about themselves yeah that's interesting do you have another raucous moment or is you were you just dovetailing off of mine yeah i was just gonna dovetail that's the thing that i think bugged me the most but you so you're just you're just dovetailing yeah but you 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 picked a good one (laughs) i got a little more specific yeah that's true you did dovetail and then added yeah 100 percent. you that wasn't like assigning your name at the bottom you you did the work (laughs) um resetting numbers are are we gonna keep doing that are we into yeah we're into that segment right okay do we want to sign numbers do we want to do it out of five again or do you want to do it out of like seven first we need to say our if we have anything's changed right yeah anything changed you think it's wax still i do you think it's not wax still did i say not whack i think i was pretty into i think i did lean towards not whack i'll probably yeah i'll go to the whack side i'm gonna go to the whack you think it's not whack still i don't know i think it is like wax not always a bad thing like and you had like good arguments yeah honestly not the kind of thing that i usually like i think it's like yeah i think it it might be kind of you actually did make me like it more i think it's i, I think it's, it's more whack. It, it is more enjoyable when you have seen the monkeys like actual tv show and you can see the links between the two mm-hmm. um but i do think it's a little bit more whack than i originally thought but i still think like it's not as whack as like the the production team themselves yeah. were hoping yeah i i'm just throwing a whack down because i have to pick a side you did definitely make me like it more and i did preface this whole or like when i came onto the pod i said that i thought it was uh just a clip show and wasn't really about anything and there's more threads than i was giving it credit for so you know wwe whack down (laughs) (laughs) i think it's whack that the production team on this film doesn't get more credit yeah Mm -hmm. whack down versus nah versus nah (laughs) Are we going to sign numbers or is this Yeah. Just- oh, it's the best time of the podcast. What everyone came here for. We are firing up the wacko meter. It is so late. We are so tired. You're supposed to say what your rating is, otherwise I'll just keep going. Sorry, that was obvious. Are you gonna fill? Are you gonna take it over? No. Adam. Adam. We can just sit in dead air, right, in the podcast. People don't need to hear things. Tired. Here, here. I. I'll give it. 
I'll give it a three. A three? You give it a three. I was also gonna no, say three. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a three. I was also gonna say three. Let's add that up. That's, what is that? What, that's <laughs> ten. That's, that's five. That's three point five, isn't it? Three point five. Ten divided by three is three point three three, isn't it? I just thought since I don't know, but you I know guess what? We have two bump, threes. bump me up. Bump we me up. Bump me up. Give it a four. You want a four? So you want yeah. it to be eleven <laughs> divided by three? Yeah, it's whack. That's three point six repeating. No, last one was two point. The 2. one 5. last one was two point five five round. Oh, okay. this is three point six repeating. Oh, I didn't know what you meant when you said repeating. So yeah. that's like a million sixes. Yeah, that's just sixes, sixes forever. Oh um, God, that's the devil's number. Yeah, <laughs> run. Maybe, maybe we'll get <laughs> Hannah's opinion, and maybe, it'll, maybe it'll change. It seemed like Hannah was confused by it. Yes, from what she said. <laughs> um, does anyone have anything else they want to add about head? I can lend you the VHS if you want it. We got through this whole thing without making any jokes about how it's called head. Oh, here, I'll tell you why it's called head. Okay. I didn't say this earlier. So the reason it was called head was because they were- You have to ex- ask that reporter. Yeah, you have to ask that reporter. <laughs> Is, it was, so the people that made it were gearing up to make um, Easy Rider. And they were hoping that this film would do really well. This is just an alleged story. So then the like tagline on the poster of Easy Rider could be, would be from the guys who gave you head. Ah, such a bad reason <laughs> I had know. an entirely different movie <laughs> um well it looks like we are heading to the end of the podcast bye right okay that was a joke about head and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be because i don't have a sick mind my mind isn't <laughs> disgusting yeah, it's not clip. like bob raffleson and bert schneider yeah exactly Ew. let's end the podcast on that joke <laughs> great <laughs>